0: Hi, this is John Barnes, and you're listening to Cop On.
1: Hello, you peachy muffins. This is Cop On Podcast. My name is Owen. I'm absolutely thrilled to bring you this Mo Salah special. We're, we're gonna have a look back at Mo Salah, his greatest moments, his greatest goals, his records. Because, you know, he's just he's just broken. Roger Hunt's record as the first player to get sorry the quickest player to 100 goals for Liverpool um, beating Sir Roger Hunt uh, rest in peace and what a legend and what a time to do it just before Sir Roger passed away and you know it gets us thinking about you know all kinds of things and here to talk about those kinds of things all kinds of them is Dave from Dave's LFC Chats. I'm so happy that you're here to talk about, you know, one of my heroes. I don't mind I'm 41 years old. I don't mind saying Mo Salah. I still have heroes. I still have this childish enthusiasm for footy and Mo Salah. He's just an incredible guy. Welcome, Dave. What do you, how do you feel? I mean, you know, it's hard to put into words. We've got a long time to try and do it. But, you know, what are the first words that come into your mind when you think of Mo, magic man, Mo Salah?
0: The king of Egypt, Mo Salah. I'll tell you, listen, this guy's an icon. I mean, there's very few people. Football and icon. You could say Messi. You could say Ronaldo. I think Mo Salah is up there. I really, really do. He looks after himself. He's 29 years of age. He's a family man. He's a religious man. He's a human being. This guy is a world icon star. Icon. He's an icon. That's it. He's never in trouble. He's never in trouble. On the pitch or off the pitch. He gets yellow cards for taking his top off, for God's sake. This guy is an absolute legend and will go down will go down as one of the best players in Liverpool's illustrious history from 1892. King Mo, what a player.
1: Beautifully said, beautifully said. Um, just going through some of the awards he's won, he's only won African Player of the Year twice which is crazy because he should he will basically win it every year, shouldn't he? Um, but, you know, he, he got the Premier League Player of the Season, the PFA Players Player of the Year, the Football Writers Association Footballer of the Year. Um, of course, he's won the Champions League and he's won the Premier League. He's been on, on the cover of Time magazine talking about what an icon he is. What a, what a man, you know representing uh, his country, his family, also his religion, you know, let's face it, I mean, you know, um, Islam, there's a lot of press, that they are really anti-Islamic. And there are a lot of people, unfortunately, who are really anti-Islamic. And most of the people, in fact, if not all of them, have never really met any Islamic people. And I tell you, someone who you would love to meet is Mo Salah. Wouldn't you love to just have a have a cup of tea with him, Dave? I mean, you know, wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be one of your dreams to meet the guy?
0: Do you know what? You've hit it on the head. A, a lovely cup of Rosie lee. I know he likes his tea, and we like our her tea here in Ireland. But a cup of tea with Mo, wow, where could you go wrong? But um, yeah, I mean, there's two or three people in life I'd like to meet. Mo Salah would be up there. Klopp would probably be another one. But Mo Salah, I mean, what could you sit there and talk about? I mean, it, I just, I wouldn't know what to say to him. I'd probably end, I probably end, I'd probably end up talking about. Nothing to do with football at all, to be fair. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I just don't know. I don't know what it... And, and it's very hard for me to be lost for words, as you know, um. <laughs> very, very, very hard. I'd probably make up something to talk about anyway. You know, but most of that, as I say... I mean, we're, we're doing a podcast on him here. But, I, I, I mean, everyone knows how good he is, what type of player he is, what type of man he is. Even even, even more than a player, the human being he is. He's very, very generous. He does a lot of charity work behind the scenes. I know a lot of players do. They really do. He does a lot of stuff in Egypt, hospitals and schools and stuff like that. But as you said earlier on, being Islamic, being a Muslim is huge because he is a world icon and he's he's Muslim and he's a, he's a footballer for all the young kids all over Asia, all over Africa, all over Europe and America. If you walked into a school of football fans in those countries, and said, "Name one Liverpool player. I can guarantee you, ninety-nine percent of them will say Mosala. It's as simple as that. He is the war. He's the name that comes to people's lips when you're talking about Liverpool in the last three or four seasons. Just, just no doubt about it. So that's the icon we have at our team, and it's very rare. Okay, we've had Stevie G, but Stevie G is homegrown. He's English. This guy is from Egypt." He grew up in a really, really poor family. I'm sure we're going to touch on this. And really, you know, from literally no shoes going to school all the way up to being, you know, top tier icon footballer. I, I don't have, I, I, you know, I can't, I'm nearly lost for words. As I say, this guy is five star as a human being even ahead head of a soccer player, you know, or a football player, you know, the, the the material stuff. He's not that material. He's a family man. He has a little, his child, little girl, Maka, I think her name is, and his is family, he's a family man. He loves his family. He loves his country, He loves Egypt. And he just loves scoring goals. And that is what's good for us.
1: Totally, totally, Dave. Beautifully well said. Yeah, and it's good that he named his daughter after Steve McManaman, isn't it? I mean, obviously a true red... Um, I mean, how do you become such an icon? One way is to break all the records under the sun. Recently, this is Anfield.com, the amazing Thisisanfield.com. Um, back in June, the 29th of June this year, they 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 put up an article, uh, 29 records that Mo Salah has broken. And I can't list them all. And um, this is before he broke Sir Roger Hunt's record, but you know, some of them on that. Um, list of 29 records that Mo Salah has broken. And bear in mind, as you said, Dave, Liverpool goes back to 1892, of course. So he was the quickest of 50 league goals as well as 100 league goals. He was the quickest of 50 league goals, which he did in 69 games, be- beating Fernando Torres. And that's in all time. That's in Liverpool's history. He's Liverpool's all-time top scorer in the European Cup uh, or the Champions League with 28 goals in 45 appearances Stephen Gerard for context is second with 21 goals in 73 appearances Mo Salah has the most goals in the debut season for Liverpool with 44 in 1718 he's the first African player to score 30 or more goals in in a Premier League season, he has sco- he scored the most away goals by a Liverpool player in a single campaign with 20 away goals. That was last season in 2020 Absolutely crazy. And our friend Fergus, hello Fergus if you're listening to this, I contacted him to see if he wanted to be on this show and he's like, well, yeah, no, I'm not really one for nostalgia and looking back. He's a, he's a man of the future, man of the present and the future is Fergus. But what he did say is that a lot of these statistical things, a lot of these record things they only go back to the Premier League as if football started in 1992 but here's one for you Fergus just for you because I looked at this Harry Chambers Mo Salah is the first player since Harry Chambers in 1920-21 season so that's a hundred years ago he's the first player to score in two separate games at Old Trafford in a single season, which is a hundred year old record that, that he equaled last year. And, um, you know, he's he's also equal with Harry Chambers uh, as the only player in Liverpool's history to finish as top scorer in his first four seasons with the club. So there's only two players who have ever done that. That's Harry Chambers, who played from 1919 to 1928 for Liverpool. He scored. Uh, sorry, 151 goals in 339 appearances. i repeat, 151 goals in 339 appearances after the First World War, which works out as a goal every 2.24 games. But Dave, Mo Salah is crazy. He's on a different planet. Even back then, when every team played a 2-3-5 formation and goals, football was, was, was all about goals. Every game finished 6-4 and 5-3. Uh, Chambers managed 151 goals at a rate of a goal every 2.24 matches. Mo Salah now, currently, has 134 goals in 212 appearances for Liverpool Football Club, which is a goal every one point five eight games and I want you to think Dave think about all of our great strikers even the number nines we've had Ian Rush our great goal scorers in history uh, Roger Hunt of course um, you know in our in our time but more recently Luis Suarez Fernando Torres Michael Owen Robbie Fowler all of that all of them all of them have been you know the great goal scorers have been number nines but here's Mo Salah, he's basically a winger he said himself in an interview with Jamie Carragher he sees himself as a winger and he has the greatest goals to game ratio in liverpool's history and dave i find that absolutely astounding and i want you to you know talk about how how does he do it playing from the wing is obviously not a traditional winger but what are some of the attributes that allow him to 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 be that incredible
0: i'll tell you i'll tell you one thing about Mo Salah before i get into that he has more records than the beatles <laughs> this guy, this guy is just, you know, he really is that level. I mean, I mean, the Beatles were obviously top level as in music and in history of music, let's be fair. They're probably they're right up there. And a Liverpool band, by the way. So it's a nice nostalgic look back and love, love me do. Mo Salah. But this is the thing. How does he do it? I mean, as you say, he's predominantly a winger. He comes in, you know, comes in. He could play anywhere across the front three, to be fair. But mostly he plays on the wing. And I just... I don't know how he does it. And I, I i think most defenders don't know how he does it. That's how he scores the goals. And I don't think even if you knew how he done it, you could stop him. He's that good. Um, the goal scoring records, the assist records, is just crazy. And what people forget is he doesn't get the love he doesn't get the love he deserves. He gets it off most Liverpool fans, but even the odd Liverpool fan, he doesn't get it, and he certainly doesn't get it off, get it off the rivals fans. The, you have all the, you know, the connotations and the, you know, comparing them to this and comparing them to Eden Hazard and all this. I mean, what are you talking about? This guy, as you've just, you've, you've given us his records, you've given us his stats, his equations. These equations are Einsteinian. I mean, these are literally. Different level quantum mechanics. This guy is literally on a different dimension. This guy is dimensional. It's not even an alien. This guy is different dimension, and he plays on the pitch for Liverpool on a different higher plane dimension. We're all in our, you know, we're all in our, our different our normal dimensions. But this guy, when he steps onto the pitch, he is an interdimensional time traveller and he can literally go past players as if he's not there and I think that's the secret to Mo Salah scoring so many goals and may continue
1: Well it's interesting Yeah, you mentioned um, Edin Hazard, I mean yeah I've been as disappointed as you are that people are actually deigning to bring up Edin Hazard in the same breath as Mo Salah because they're very very different players and, and there was a very very good um there is a very good uh, um, comparison of uh, Mo Salah and Eden Hazard in terms of their stats by someone on, on Twitter. Um, and basically, yes, in terms of like dribbling past people, Eden Hazard was better. But at most things, Mo Salah was better. And it's the way, and I've said this a lot of times in on before, but the way he beats people is that he doesn't dribble past them. He dribbles sort of, he creates space next to them and he makes them run in the wrong direction because his his appreciation of space is like something I've never seen before. So I've got a big, big list here um, of his great goals. And we're going to go back, we're going to go through some of them just to reminisce a bit, okay? His first goal against Watford was just great positioning. It's really, really good goal scoring form. He came to us... Um, on the back of a Roma season where I believe he played 41 goals and got 19 goals, 41 games, 19 goals for Roma. And in his first game against Watford, um, he scored that sort of tap in after Firmino sort of lobbed it over the goalkeeper and he sort of ran into the net. And that was brilliant. But his second goal against Arsenal was a great bit of play because he he nicked it away from Bellerine, he sprinted away and curled it home and before I get into the, his third goal actually let's talk about the Arsenal goal because and the start he made let's talk about that actually before I get into his dribbling technique let's talk about those two goals because the great positioning um, against Watford and then Arsenal that you remember that uh goal really well I'm sure you do Dave when he he nods it away from Hector Bellerin it was Joel Matip who cleared an Arsenal corner and then he just sprinted and sprinted and sprinted and Sadio Mane held off the Arsenal defence with his clever running and Mo just slotted it when you look back to, to when Mo Salah first signed for the club and he got those couple of goals were you thinking what I was thinking which is hello
0: I'll tell you exactly what I was thinking. I had a little song in my head. Let's talk about Mo Salah. Let's talk about the Egyptian king. Let's talk about all the goals and all the assists that you've seen. Let's talk about <laughs> Mo. Let's talk about Mo Salah. So that was my little song <laughs> I was thinking That's beautiful. about. That's beautiful. It's not bad. The, new, the album is out next year. But <laughs> so look, Mo Salah, that goal you just said, that one where the breakaway. And he scores against Arsenal. And he could have squared it. I think, I think Mane was running in. He could have squared it. But there was no doubt in his mind he was scoring that goal. You could make a list of probably the top 50 goals. You know, I don't know which one is your actual favourite. But there's so many. There's so many. I think the goal against Chelsea and the 2-0 win against Chelsea about two seasons ago. The Rocket was my favourite but um, at Anfield. But just listen... I, we could talk about his goals. We could talk about his assists. It's, it's his presence on the bloody pitch, really. It's his presence on the pitch, even if he doesn't score, which is unusual because his record is literally probably two goals in every three games, roughly. So if he doesn't score, you'll know when he's not on the pitch and it will show, you know what I mean? And, and luckily for us, he's never really injured. He's never really injured, which is a big, big plus. And touch wood that that won't happen or change anytime soon. But just when he's on the pitch, he just gives us a different dimension because he is in a different dimension.
1: Well, that's very good. That's very good. But yeah, I mean, you know, you said that's your favourite goal. That's one of my, I don't know, it all depends on context, but I prefer a few others. We're going to talk through them a little bit, um, you know, back in that in his debut season, the 44 goal season. It's so easy to forget. But, you know, there are so many sensational goals that I had forgotten until I just saw a video called Mo Salah Sensational Goals by Anfield Legend on on YouTube. It's got over a million views and it's only been up. Uh, since the Man City game. And I think I'm responsible for at least 700,000 of those views because I just keep watching it again and again. There are so many strikes that we forget. So in his debut season, after that Arsenal, his third goal against Aston Villa, he shifts it onto his left foot and he curls it into the far corner from an angle. Now that, if there's any classic Mo Salah goal, it's him shifting it onto his left foot and curling it into the far corner past the keeper who's diving to his right, he's done it so many times, but versus Stoke City in that same season he he struck such a sweet volley when he was sort of moving the other way, he was sort of running backwards and the timing of the volley was just boom you know, and and the variety of, of his goals are just superb, versus Everton. That season, he got the cat award, I believe, because they had to give him something because they didn't give him the Ballon d'Or because of that, you know, like ridiculous Champions League final assault by Sergio Ramos when he was very good you know, mixture of very very unlucky and assaulted, and um, you know, they gave him the Pushkett. Castle was because he, he did beat three Everton players with one flick and then curl it into the top corner again. But I was going to talk about his dribbling technique. And that, on December the 8th, 2018, right, it's his first season. Okay. He's just started playing. He got that first goal against Watford in August. I think it was August the 14th. um, And uh, sorry, 2017. God, what am I talking about? He got his 20th goal of the season on December the 8th, 2017. In, in four months, he'd got 20 goals. And what he did, I don't know if you remember this, Dave, but the ball was played down the sort of right wing channel and he showed immense upper body strength to hold off a defender before he flicked it, instead of going for goal like he, he did from from the angle against against city the other day, he, he he did a flick backwards with the inside of his right boot, and it took the defender out of the game because the defender ran off the pitch. The defender was t- trying so hard to catch up with him and Mo just completely reversed his direction and the defender was off the pitch. So then there was another Bournemouth defender who came towards him and Mo Salah, he didn't do anything clever. He didn't do a, an, an Eden Hazard thing or a Neymar thing or a little flip flap, flim flam, whatever you call them. He just had one touch with his left boot to take it away into the space behind sort of. It, the defender was was coming towards him and and he flicked it the way that the defender was running but in this into the space behind him and that gave him a chance to smack the ball with his left foot, with his favourite left foot, and he was near the penalty area, and he just whacked it into the bottom corner with the inside of his left boot. And for me, this goal, even though it was one I'd forgotten about myself, because he'd, he'd scored 20 by December the 8th in his first season. Um, Dave, it's this kind of strength to hold off the defender and the intelligence... I don't think I've ever seen it from any other player. Have you ever seen a player who understands space as well as Mo Salah?
0: No, but I will say one thing about him. Mo Salah is a better dribbler than a six-month-old baby in a crash. And he doesn't, <laughs> need, he doesn't need a bib. He just doesn't need a bib. <laughs> so the, the thing for me is, you just hit it in a nail on the head. His body strength, his lower body strength. He's not a tall guy. He's quite a small guy, but he's pure power. He has three six-packs. Let's put it that way. You know, it's like a nine-pack. I don't know whether you've ever seen a picture with his his top off. It's it's just like this guy has muscles from Brussels. I mean, it's just top of the range stuff. It's like looking in
1: a mirror, Dave.
0: Well, yeah, it was about three years ago. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, it's not even that. It's, look, he's super fit. He's super confident. But he's an intelligent guy. I'm talking about on and off the pitch. His football intelligence is right up there. His hunger, that makes him the top, top player. Wanting to win. Wanting to win in in tiddlywinks. I don't know whether you've seen the thing there on pre-season in Avion. And they were playing a a, a tournament. I think it was a Bablington tournament. The Liverpool team squad were playing. He won the Bablington tournament. He won Sorry, table tennis, I think it was. Table tennis tournament. And he was there with the trophy at the end, like it was the Ballon d'Or. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) He made it out. It was a table tennis tournament between you and your mates. And he was there with the photograph, like it was the Ballon d'Or. That's the level that Mo Salah's at. And that's why he's at that level, because he takes absolutely everything serious and he takes everything like a winner and wants to win and score and do everything to make him and the team better. And that's how he's got to that level. As you say, his dribbling ability, how he can go by players and just leave them for dead. His finishing ability, ability. even that volley he got recently, I think it was against Palace in the 3-0 win at Anfield. Most players, when that fell to them, I know he's only about seven or eight yards out, but the sweetness of that volley, that strike, did did you see that goal?
1: Yes, absolutely. I mean,
0: I mean, little things like that. We know about his penalty taking; it is it, top of the range. I know we missed one recently, but ninety nine percent of the time he scores, and you just don't think he's going to miss. But I, I really do think he's underrated. <laughs> I mean, this guy should be. You know, okay, we present day, last twenty years, you have to say Messi probably the best. I even, I even think Messi was better than Ronaldo. Ronaldo, you could say, was probably. For a goal scorer, probably better than Messi. But Messi in dribbling and stuff like that was better than Ronaldo. So they're two slightly different types of players. But Salah is, is 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 in that level. I mean, I'm not saying he's Messi and Ronaldo. But I'm saying he's right there. He's right there at their ankles. He is right there the last three or four years. And I'm sure they know it as well. They know it. Everybody knows it. And, and we have him as our player. So we, as Liverpool fans... And Egyptian fans should be absolutely over the moon and hoping that he signs this contract extension, which he's two years left. He'd be 31. Hoping to get him to 34, 25, maybe even 36, because I think he can go that long. He's so bloody fit. He's so well looked after. Medical science. He's from a different dimension, for God's sake. This guy can go for at least five or six years. And I I just think. We don't give them the kudos. I do. You do. I know people don't see it on Twitter. You see it all the time. Salah this, Salah that. Hazard, who's better? Salah Hazard. Stop putting them in the bloody tweets. I seen yesterday. Who's better? Who would you want on your team? Stop asking
1: it's embarrassing. stupid it's embarrassing. How It wouldn't be so stupid as that, to ask that kind of nonsense. But, I, but I've been thinking about it, Dave. I've been thinking about how. How do people underrate him? And it's goals like, for example, December the 30th of his debut season Liverpool were losing to Leicester City 1-0 at half-time and in the second half Salah scores two goals and we win the game 2-1 absolutely crucial crucial game um, you know for our season Um, you know and It's the way that he scores. It's just like, oh, okay, he scored again. And, you know, because because he doesn't do anything particularly spectacular unless you're looking at the space. He manages to run inside between the fullback and the centre back for his first goal. It's a really intelligent run, the kind he makes 10 times, 20 times every match. Uh, So he beats the fullback just by running past him. Uh, And then the centre-back covers well. So Salah has to take a touch away from him. Now, if you give that chance to Hazard, he's trying to take on that defender a hundred times out of a hundred. He's trying to dribble past him and he probably would and he'd probably get his shot away. Well done, Hazard. And then given Hazard's record, he'd probably miss it. But what Salah does is he instead, he does exactly the same thing as that goal I was talking about earlier. The defender comes across. So Salah kicks it in the direction that he's running so it wrong foots the defender giving him time to whack the ball past Kasper Schmeichel to equalize low it doesn't go in the corner but it's just absolutely clinical and effective attacking play in the second one is a much more famous one because that's when he rolled Harry Maguire uh, to fire in his second and it, that one does go into the corner and it's like well because he makes it look easy perhaps that's why you know he doesn't get the credit he deserves because he, he makes things look easy totally crazy Um, you know there's so much to talk about in his debut season but I just wonder if you know the way he came in and he got 44 goals in this first season and top scorer after that top scorer after that top scorer after that for for the club he's been unreal do you think he could do it at any club because I think there are certain players who you know would only be able to do it at Liverpool you know to play as well as they do at Liverpool I was reading about Jeannie Wijnaldum for example how he's struggling at Paris and his performances for us were great and I just wonder if you think Dave that Mo Salah could, could do it for any club or is there something special about the way Liverpool are set up to help him that makes him, you know, obviously he'd do well wherever, but I mean, to, to exceed the way that, you know, excel, I mean, the way that he does at Liverpool. Do you think that would be possible at, at another club to quite the same level? Or or do you think there's something special about Liverpool?
0: I don't think he would be as effective at any other club, I think he loves Liverpool he reacts to the fans, you know, the crowd especially at Anfield I think he's happy at Liverpool Klopp is a manager, the guys around them. I mean you know everybody knows Lovren was the Lovren and the bro, you know the, the love he had for Lovren obviously Lovren's gone since, but I think he's enjoying himself at Liverpool he appreciates what he has at Liverpool that's why I think ultimately he will sign his extension. I think that will be done sooner rather than later. But Would he score goals at the likes of PSG or Madrid or, or Barca? Yeah, of course he'd score goals. He's top level. He's he's world class. He, no matter where he'll go, he'll score goals. But... Would he be as effective? I don't think so. I think Liverpool suits him. I think the manager suits him. The arm around him, the love on the pitch, off the pitch, the banter, the training. His family are happy there. A lot of people forget when a professional player, especially from different countries, coming in from Egypt. You know, it's an Egyptian. He played. He played for Chelsea before. It didn't quite work out. Then he went to Fiorentina. Did okay. Went to Roma. Did okay was a ball early in his career in uh, Switzerland. Liverpool came into him at Roma and he has just literally on fire for the last four or five seasons since he's been there. So would he be as good at any other club? I, it, I, it's hard to say. Would he score goals at another club? Absolutely. Would he score as many or be as effective as he is at Liverpool? I cannot answer that. It is possible because he's such a good player. But I think at Liverpool the way we play, the system, the fans, the manager, the staff. I just think absolutely everything suits him. And he's at the right club, as you just said. I mean, Jeannie was as well. And he went to PSG, Grass isn't always greener. You just don't know if you'll fit into the other club. And you have your family. His family seem happy. His little girls at school, you know, she's, that's what it's all about. If your family are happy, you're happy on the pitch. That's the way it is. I know I think, I think Liverpool suits Mo Salah down to the ground, to be fair.
1: Yeah, let's hope he signs that deal. My God, I've I've been waking up, I woke up at 3.15 this morning. Um, and I think if Mo Salah signs his contract, I'll, I'll be able to sleep till, you know till the cows come home because yeah it's it's on my mind it's on my mind i've got his first ever interview in front of me and it's really really interesting because you know i teach english sometimes i teach footballers and people who work in football and um you know i I always play a game with my first lesson uh dave where where we play this game and, and basically one of the questions it's it's sort of a game but you find out what's important to you is the question you know a couple of things that are important to you. So, of course, people, they, they write, you know, for example, football, um, you know, my, my, my partner's important, you know, maybe my, my child's important, you know, my brother, my sister, all of that stuff that you would expect. But I remember one player who's an Italian international, and he's the only student I've had who said uh, winning. As the answer in our first lesson, winning was important to him as one of the most things, you know, you put up there with your mum. You know, it's something that's important. Whereas as Mo Salah, with, with his first ever interview with the club, the question was, welcome to the club. How does it feel to officially be a Liverpool player? They always ask this question. And most Liverpool players, you go back in the interviews, and they're like, oh, delighted to be here. Can't wait to get going. It's brilliant to be here. And that's about it. And uh, Mo Salah says, I'm very excited to be here. I'm very happy. Everyone knows the club is very big. We have to do something for the fans and win something his very first answer Dave was that he wants to win something and in that interview he also said uh, something really nice about feeling the love um, of the club let me try and find it hang on one moment Um, what does he say exactly there you go so he says everyone knows Liverpool is a very big club we have fans everywhere around the world you can see it on Twitter and Facebook the fans are crazy about the club. I'm happy for that because I feel the love from the fans. I feel the love from the fans in Liverpool here. And I'm happy about that. And man, his mentality, he's a winner, Dave. He's a winner. And that's that's how you do it. And I want to skip to the end of the 17-18 season because uh, there were some magical moments in there. Of course, he lobbed Edison to end Manchester City's unbeaten run on the 14th of January, 2018. But, you know, in the league, for example, on the on the you know that beautiful goal that he scored against spurs um on the 4th of february 2018 we were, we were in third position um 18 points behind man city who ended up on uh, 100 points of course that season so you know the league was never really on but at the end of that season of course the heartbreak of heartbreaks um dave I don't know how you would react to that. Where you've got a forty-four, you've had a forty-four goal season. You're playing in the biggest game of your career. The game you've always dreamed about. You're on absolute fire. You've, you've, you know, scored and set one up in the in the Champions League semi-final. Um, the, the second, actually, he got a goal and two assists in the second leg. Um, in the Champions League semi-final, I believe, uh, or or maybe in in the whole tie, I can't even remember. There were too many goals, too many assists. But the heartbreak, Dave. What does it say about the mentality of Mo, the Egyptian king, to come back from that? Because he must have been well. He was. You could see it on his face. He was devastated, and you were. How would you pick yourself up from it? How would you go about it the next day? Would you, would you, would you, you know? I don't know. I don't know how he did it, Dave. I mean, you know, talk to me about his mentality and that coming back from that.
0: <clears throat> Do you know what? That Mo Salah 17-18 Champions League final where he was assaulted on the pitch, of course, um, by Ramos, um, which ultimately cost us... OK, Carius cost us too. So those two, those two things cost us that final. Um, but that was an actual personification. That match was a personification of Liverpool football club going forward. Because after that match that we lost, you should be down in the dumps. I was watching it in a pub. Of course I was down in the dumps. We lost 3-1. We didn't play too badly. We got back into it with man, It was 1-1. Salah had been gone off. That's why everybody's heads just dropped. But the club itself picked itself up. Probably through Mo's mentality as well. And some of the players, like Henderson, the players that were on the pitch that day. We know Mo as is a winner. But Liverpool Football Club and Klopp, Jorgen Klopp's a winner. Because the club, the, the club, the club literally did exactly what Mo Salah did. They didn't weep on it. They didn't, you know, sit on it and say, oh, we, sh- we should have did better. We, we You know. They literally dragged themselves and got better and better and better and better every single season on season on season on season. And you could say the same for the 29th season where we lost the league by one one bloody point. And, sh- and a lot of fans, I'm sure, were saying, we're never going to win the league. We're never going to win. I mean, we're getting not 97 points and we still don't win the league or 98 points. How are we ever going to win the league? You know, this city team are too good. We won the Champions League. That was a huge, huge bonus. And then the next season, we win it after 30 years. That's what Mo Salah is, does to the club. That's what those top, top level winning pros, that's why Klopp, I am say, absolutely loves him. He loves him for the goals. He loves him for the assists. But he loves him for that mentality monsters that's enshrined into the team. And Mo Salah is one of the kings of the mentality monsters. And he is a winner.
1: Great answer, absolutely. I mean, he, crucial. He, he, but when you need him most, I mean, if we go into the 18 19 season. When you need him most, he stands up. He stood up the other day with a, with a sensational performance against Man City. But back on December the 11th, 2018, we needed to win against Napoli, very famously. What you might forget, and, and many people might have forgotten, is that we we completely dominated that match. We had 23 shots to their eight. We managed to, to get through thanks to some brilliant goalkeeping from Allison. But of course, the goal, Mo Salah, needs to score the goal. I mean, he was playing against Koulibaly one of the best defenders in the world, and to to sit him down in the jargon of our time. And you know, that was Mo the King. That was Mo the Egyptian king, leading the troops into new territory to conquer. And had he not scored, of course, had lots of other things not happened, but had he not scored. Liverpool would not have gone through to ultimately win number six. Um, And that was a defining moment in in recent Liverpool history for me. I don't know if you agree with me, Dave. I mean, how much of a setback would it have been had we not gone through That season after the heartbreak of the season before to be knocked out in the group stages, it could have been an absolute killer blow. But instead, it was Mo Salah who was, you know, just edging it towards Liverpool's side, wasn't it? And I mean, obviously he had help, but Mo Salah was such a huge part of that victory with that great goal.
0: Look, he scored so many great goals, so many important goals, Champions League final goals, semi-finals, quarters, as you say, to get into the goals to get us in, that goal against Napoli, to get us into, you know, to win, basically win it. We were going out with that, you know, that goal doesn't go in. Okay, you could say Allison's last save in the last second was a huge as well. But just the amount, of, it, it's not even his goals, as, as, as I keep saying, you know, his important goals, you know, he doesn't really get top ins. They're spectacular goals. You know, most of them are spectacular. They really are. Like they're just they're either right rockets, the left foot, the right foot, they're even headers for a small fella. I don't know whether you remember that header he got against City, where he ran onto it. Against City, his top, his his what was it 26 goals or something like that against the top six. 30 or 36 goals against the top six sides he has, which is huge against the... You know, against your rivals, he scores goals. He hadn't scored against United Upton recently, and he can't stop scoring against them. And hopefully in two weeks' time, he won't stop. But, I mean, like, that goal is huge. It was absolutely huge. It was just a defining moment in, obviously, in Liverpool's history because he went out to win the Champions League. But, I mean just superlatives i don't know it's so hard to talk about mo salah without without getting either tongue-tied or too emotional because we are witnessing an absolute icon and it's rare we say things like that okay you could say similar to stevie g but salah is up there an international world star icon and it's it's so hard to even do a podcast on him as i say because just so many things you want to say at the same time and it comes out wrong and it's just just so much to say. As you say, I'm getting a bit tongue-tied here talking about the king. But um, just be blessed. Just, guys, just be blessed. Everyone listening to this podcast, just be absolutely blessed that he's wears a Liverpool shirt. And let's hope he's wearing it for another few seasons because this guy is the king
1: yeah great to bring up his record against the the top 6 on I really, found a really good article on planetfootball.com just from from yesterday um and he's had 63 games against the top 6 with 58 starts and five sub appearances It's obviously including his time at chelsea so in those 63 games and 58 starts he's got 32 goals and 10 assists um including nine penalties, but that that's 32 goals and 10 assists in 58 starts against the top six, including uh, when he was just a kid at Chelsea. Cristiano Ronaldo, in comparison, has had 79 games against the top six and has scored 28 goals and 14 assists. So Mo is already four goals ahead of him, having played uh, 16 games fewer. So that's pretty incredible. And that goal in the Champions League final, as you say, there's so much to talk about. That goal in the Champions League final, the penalty. Of course, everyone talks about divok and rightly so, because it was a beautiful, beautiful finish at just the perfect time. But I think that penalty, for the context of it, the bottle of it (sighs) If you need someone, imagine you Jürgen Klopp when you've just lost your last six finals and you get a penalty in the first minute after I think it was one minute and 19 seconds or something like that, maybe even less, maybe it was actually 27 seconds. I can't even remember. Who do you want to sort of turn your luck, to turn it all around in that final, stepping up there, the cojones, Dave, to step up? And take that penalty? Would you do it? I wouldn't. I would. I would say, you know, does anyone else want this? I would not step up and take that penalty because I would be absolutely terrified. Would you? Would you do it, Dave? Would you
0: take that penalty? I'd take it, but I'd probably miss. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean. So, but listen, his his, his his penalty. Look, as we said earlier, I think he wanted to make up. He didn't realize he get a he get a chance so soon to redeem himself for another Champions League final, literally the following year, after being beaten 3-1 by Madrid. We all know what happened with Ramos. He didn't realise that next year, you're actually going to get a chance and be, the, be like the favourites. We weren't the favourites against Madrid, but we were the favourites against Spurs. We were heavy favourites. Okay, it's a final. Anything can happen. But when you get a penalty inside the first minute and a half, and Mo puts the ball down you could see the joy. You could see it in him. This is my time. This is my medal. I'm going for this. Is you know, Not everybody gets to win a Champions League. I mean, there's a lot of good players that haven't won it. World-class players that haven't won it. And I think that goal just literally... You know, you could see the energy just exuding through. You could just see his face, the joy. As I say, it was a redeeming goal for him because what had happened the year previous against Madrid... And it was absolutely huge and the joy in his face and just for that was just great because I I wanted him Everybody wanted, so, so sad what had happened in, in, in the final the year before, in 2018. Everybody was saying, that, you know, an absolute disgrace. And, you know, at the biggest stage, Mosalah, will he ever get a chance again? And there you go, a year later, against Spurs, bang, penalty into the, into the net. Could have had a second in that game, which we ultimately won 2-0 with Origi. And he got it around his neck, he got the trophy, number six in the bag. But if anybody's stepping up to take a penalty, it's Mo Salah.
1: Excellent stuff. Yeah, brilliant. And, and we're just, you know, there's so much, so many different ways to, 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 to celebrate the man. But we're celebrating him through, through some of his goals. And one that you mentioned, a goal versus City on November the 10th, 2019. Now imagine again the heartbreak at the end of... Uh, the season before, because, OK, a heartbreak in the Premier League, but of course the Champions League. I mean, that's that's quite the consolation prize. That's incredible. But 97 percent, 97 points, excuse me, 97 points in a season is five more than Alex Ferguson ever managed. I'll just say that. Fergie was in charge for 20 years. He won the league 13 times with Manchester United. He never Got above 92 points. So to finish on 97 and not win the league, and then to come back the next season and immediately, you know, the start of the 1920 season, the goal against Arsenal, you'll remember how he skipped past. David Luis and the low shot, which is like a sort of punch. He sort of punched it with the inside of his foot. You should have a, go back and have a look at the, the way that he finished that. Again, he made it look easy, but the technique was ridiculous. But that goal against City that you mentioned, Dave, that goal on November the 10th, 2019, finishing that team move, Trent, the long pass to Andy Robo. Andy Robbo the great cross that bounced once and Mo Salah clinical with his head back across goal textbook header back the way the keeper at the back the way the keeper was coming from a great goal put us 2-0 up on 13 minutes after of course Fabinho had whacked us ahead on six minutes and that win According to Mark Smith, or I don't know who he is, but he commented on Google on that match. He said that win puts us nine points and six European Cups ahead of Manchester City, which I thought was a really good comment. And uh, Dave, um, that game, nine points. Did you did you believe then that we were going to win the league or did it take until that beautiful red sky at night game against Manchester United, when Mo Salah ran away from Dan James to slot under the hair and the crowd started singing, now you're going to believe us. Did it, did it take the goal against Man United for you to believe or did you already believe by the time that Mo had headed us 2-0 up in the 13th minute on November the 10th?
0: To, to be honest, it was so long, 30 years waiting, waiting in the shadows. I mean, we've had false dawns, of course with uh, Roy Evans's teams we were close once or twice Benitez Rogers we were close but you know we didn't quite do it in the end so there was always that niggle and the season before as you just said getting 97 points in that winner is just absolutely ridiculous it has never happened in history probably will never happen you know i mean just you know crazy crazy times so I had to st- look that that three 0 really put it up the city and said right we mean business here we want this league title we should have won it last year I think we should have won it that year that we got ninety seven points but we didn't uh, the, when we lost to them at the empty head stadium with the three fans I think that was the game we did not want to lose we lost two one if you remember a late San A goal but. Just, I, I yeah, I think the United game more so than the City game. Although, you know, City was 1-2. Uni flew between us and City. We were the two rivals. It was going to be the winner from us too. And to beat them 3-0 was a big, big statement. But there was a lot of games to play between that and the United game. And, you know, United, they would have loved to beat us and really put a spanner in the works. They didn't want us winning it. Probably even more than City didn't, especially their fans. So when Mo Salah broke away... And beat James and James is no slouch. Let's be fair. He is fast. Beat him and buried it underneath the hay His legs. Two nils, a late, late goal. Just put it, just put the, the seal on it for me. Similar to the goal he got to the end of last season at Old Trafford when he took his top off. Probably got a yellow card for it. But that was the goal for me at Anfield, the 2-0 against United. That was when the champagne was almost being poured. <laughs>
1: Yeah, great. I mean, I was, I was, I don't know. I, 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 I thought before then, to be honest. I mean, you could go back, you could listen to Cop on at that time, and I'm like, wow, man, that's so, so bullish all season. Thicker, this is it. They, they cannot stop us. And for me, it was that, it was that particular game, November the tenth, when I'm like man, how can we possibly go wrong from here? Um, Some other great goals, you know, before we wrap up, I mean, just to go through them pretty quickly. Remember that goal just against RB Salzburg, where he, he had about 10 shots, And then he kept missing and missing and missing. And then he had one from like the corner flag. And it was an open goal, but he was about a metre away from the goal line. And he managed to squeeze it in. It was a very, very crazy goal. Another, you know, brilliant goal against Watford. He's whacked him in. Last season, for example, he whacked whacked one in against Leeds United, top corner, empty stadium. Um, You know, you could hear the echo as it smacked into the top corner. Again, forgotten goal. One you might have forgotten, a long range screamer in the 7-2 game versus Crystal Palace um, and then he curled one in against West Ham in typical Mo Salah fashion. There was Firmino did a beautiful assist uh, against Leicester City. Finished off first time. He made it look easy. Mo Salah made it look easy. He just turns it. He whacks it. He curls it. He heads it. He hits it low. He hits it high. Near post, far post. He can score from anywhere. That goal in the 4-2 at Old Trafford that you mentioned last season. Such a crucial goal. Such a crucial, crucial goal. And last season's performance, he had 20 22 goals, Dave, 22 goals in a season where Liverpool were underachieving. He was not. His standards were so high. Um, he's an absolute genius. And he got the first goal against West Bromwich Albion. And of course, no one will remember it. Similar to no one will remember divo I mean, everyone will remember Divock Origi's goal instead of... Mo Salah's penalty in that in that final but the first goal against West Brom was actually a beautiful goal beautifully beautifully taken goal if you watch it back but let's go to this season just the last the last question really on on Mo Salah we've talked about his contract and my word it's keeping me up at night it would be unbelievable to sign him just give him give him you know within reason whatever he wants because he deserves it um but this season, Dave, his opening goal on the opening day against Norwich, this goal against Man City in the last match, there's something, there's there's almost a new or a refound um hunger and desire that you know he knows himself maybe it's his last couple of seasons for Liverpool I don't know what's going on in his head but similar to Coutinho in a way where there were some rumors about him we weren't sure whether he was staying or whether he was going he was going to get sold to Barcelona were courting him loads of teams will be courting Mo Salah now PSG for example in the summer and you know the question is like this, how excited are you to see him now, you know, just reach the heights because he's 100 percent focused this season, isn't he? He's he's absolutely he's like a predator. Do
0: you know the one thing I'm super impressed with Mo Salah, especially this season, similar to the 4 17 17-18 season when he got the famous 44? His tracking back, his defending his desire, his hunger on the pitch is at a new level. His goal scoring and his assists is always at that level. But his tracking back level, his involvement in the team, you know, his tackling, all this stuff, this hunger, is on a different level this season. He really wants the league this season. He wants to win a trophy this season. He's 29. He's two years left on his contract. I believe the contract will be signed. Rami Abbas, if you're listening to this podcast, get Moussa to sign a long-term contract at Liverpool quickly. But the other thing about it is, as I, as I say, the other t- probably good news for Liverpool is the demise of Real Madrid, the demise of Barcelona. They're not quite the places to be at the moment, so they can't come knocking on the Mo door. As much as they would have in the past two or three seasons. Okay, you've still got PSG. But PSG have a lot of superstars there. If Mo Salah went to PSG, he'd be just another superstar. Mo Salah at Liverpool is the king of Egypt. He is the king of Liverpool. And that's why I think Mo Salah will sign a long-term contract. And pretty soon.
1: That's marvellous place uh, t- to wrap it up. I'm just going to leave you very, very, very quickly with his goal record for Liverpool. So 17-18, it's just in the Premier League. 32 goals in 36 appearances. 18-19, 22 goals in 38 appearances. 19-20, the season we win the league, 19 goals in 34 appearances. Last season... 22 goals in 37 appearances. And this season, six goals in seven appearances. We have not seen the last of Mo Salah. We are living a dream player, a perfect player, a guy we all love. We love him to death. Not one person on On will ever forget Magic, Mo Salah, the Egyptian king. And Dave, it's been a pleasure reminiscing over his career so far and talking about the Magic Man with you. Uh, Thank you so much for joining me. And, uh, you know, everybody out there, follow Dave, Dave's LFC chats on YouTube. And whoever you are, wherever you are, thank you for listening. And cheers, Dave. Have a lovely evening.
0: Thank you very much, Own, and Mosalah, the legend continues.